1: This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello everybody and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast for a special Player of 2020 podcast in line with Reach's Player of the Year awards. And there are four nominations we've picked for Blues Player of 2020. We'll each pick our winner. Uh, but then, of course, it is all about you guys and casting your vote. And the link to cast your vote for Blues Player of 2020 is in the podcast description on here. So the four nominees uh, for standout Everton player of the calendar year are Mason Holgate, Luca Dean, Charleston and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Uh, I will go first. Chapson, I think... know many people listening to this would agree. Uh, For me, the player of 2020 in Royal Blue has been Dominic Calvert-Lewin scoring for fun at the minute. Uh, Had a a really strong period where Ancelotti sort of started the... Yeah, slowed in the restart, didn't he? Didn't score in those final nine games, but he's scoring like a house on fire at the minute. 11 in the league. Um, He will surpass last season's 13 in the league, won't he, now? His goals against Fulham took him halfway to... Romelu's 68 league goals for the club so he he is getting there and you know you wouldn't back against him uh, one day maybe surpassing that if he sticks around long enough and we hope he does um, so for me Dominic Calvert-Lewin goals um, we've seen a different type of striker he probably went into the into the in, it, you know back end of 2019 as a bit of a uh, you know man on his own lone striker having to do all the dog work and not getting much reward but things changed with, with Duncan and then Carlo you know he is now the poacher in the box, isn't he? The the uh, the fox in the box and and gobbling up all these chances. So, um, you know, he's become the main man at Everton. He's been the main man in the Premier League as we record this, and uh, he's now maybe establishing himself as the main man at uh, international level as well isn't he with England. So, for me, it's Dom new contract in his back pocket as well earlier in 2020. So, you know, he carries that number nine uh, jersey really well because it carries a burden with it, but he's. Uh, he is living up to the billing uh, that comes with that number, um, Sam. So I, I picked Dominic, Richarlison, uh, Luca Dean, Holgate. Also the nominees. Do, do you think Dom deserves the nod, or do you disagree with me?
0: No, I think you've got to you've got to go with with not Avenue. If, if we're going from you know January, which is obviously when Carlos' reign kind of you know got up and running a little bit, and, and since then Dom has just. Uh, been scoring for fun, Anthony. Like you said, I was t- talking about him before and kind of saying that at, at this rate, if he if he scores like this until the end of the season, he becomes a player who's worth 70, 80 million And if he if he and the rest and all well, that's remain, and I think if he scores like that again next season, then that's a player worth a hundred million upwards. And he he just looks totally different, doesn't he? Obviously, players mature and 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 that's just a natural thing. But you know, from the even. I was watching back those goals when we won three two against Watford, uh, when David Unsworth was on, was in interim charge, and you know it's, it's not just the hair that makes him look like a totally uh, a totally different person. He, he's bigger um, physically, he's more powerful, and he's just getting in those positions that you want him to be in. And you know that's obviously down to Duncan, to Carlo, to the, to all the coaching staff that have worked with him. That he's gone from being a, a striker that you loved because he ran the channels because he worked hard because uh, he kind of ruffled people's feathers a bit with his aerial ability to, you know, ruffling people's feathers in the way that you want because he just keeps scoring goals and, <laughs> and nicking points and, you know, where would Everton be without Calvert-Lewin this season? It, it's quite scary to think, isn't it? So, um, he's doing really well. I think Richardson probably is a close second. You know, every time he's he's out the team, we just look totally different, don't we? We, we, we don't look as confident without Richarlison playing. We uh, don't win. No, exactly. <laughs> we, we don't win. So, and again, you know those, the Burnley game, the Fulham game, the connection that them two have, you do wonder would Richarlison be the same player without Calvert Lewin, and and vice versa. So the two of them have had a really strong twenty twenty, but we uh, we we're gonna need them to kick on through December and January if uh, if we want them to, if we want Everton to to achieve the goals really. But who who's the thought Calvert Lewin would scored this many goals in in this calendar year? If if someone probably would have suggested it in January, you you, you probably would have laugh them off, but he's just been superb.
1: Con, uh, just a reminder for you, pal. Then the, the four nominees: Cavaloon, as as we've both spoke about, uh, Richarlison, Luca Dean, and Holgate. Do, do you have a difference of opinion, or, or is your your nod your uh, your vote going for uh, for DCL?
2: No, I think it, it's it's got to be DCL. hasn't it? I think twenty twenty was the year where he, he firmly shut up the critics and and shut up the doubters who didn't believe he was quite good enough to lead the line forever. And I think you think of when Carlo come in certainly you know Duncan ferguson's reign and if uh, carlo come in there was a lot of kinds of people saying well we need to send a forward carlo needs to be again okay, number nine mm. coming to calvert looms good but he's not good enough to lead the line for Everton football club and i think you know you look at the year 2020 as a whole it has been new when he's he's mainly he's made them critics eat the, eat the words because everything that has been thrown at him he wasn't good enough he doesn't score enough goals he's not a natural finisher he, he's certainly he ran down the throat so so far this season because he now looks like a natural finisher he scores goals and i think the big thing for me so far this year is he's been a natural finisher in terms of the goals he's scoring a proper center forward goals you think of the one against West Brom where this is back and, and it goes in you know that that's proper center forward play isn't it you know
1: it's
2: yeah the best center forward score them type of goals and i think he's now started adding them goals he's got the charles to put them on a plate for them and i think or oh, they'll do the three are, are being good. And I think my Hakim probably a little bit unlucky, maybe not to make the final yes. four because he's had a really good 2020. Um, he's the standout man for Everton. And, you know, you think of the impact he's had and how far he's come on and how good he's done. You can't not give it to him. It's as simple as that. His task now is to become even better in 2020 and kick on even further.
1: Yeah. I think everyone, certainly, certainly, his goals this season, uh, I think every, every, every goal bar one has probably come inside that six yard box, hasn't it? He? he doesn't seem to be. Uh, <laughs> It doesn't seem to believe that uh, that area of the pitch. But uh, in terms of you know, uh, and con Sam uh, kind of rightly you're there saying you know he, he sort of um, proved the critics wrong. You know I think if if many of us, if, if not all of us, are being honest, have had doubts over him during the course of the uh, you know course of his Everton career. And you know, I, I was I went to Germany to to watch a preseason game with Mainz and we played Severe and yeah it's preseason and you have to take everything with a pinch of salt. But equally you can't you can't sort of ignore what you see and he come back in played against Sevilla and missed a couple of really really good chances chances that you would want an Everton number nine to take and I sort of left the stadium that day thinking it could be a tough season if we don't go and get somebody to at least support him while he develops but um, you know after after a sort of slowish start under Marco last season he, he just came alive and then 2020 has been his year hasn't it?
0: Yeah I think I think for me it probably was the, the start of you know, Silver's kind of faithful last season. That there was that miss, wasn't there, against uh, Aston Villa? I remember a lot of people kind of on social media were were screenshotting that and giving it the old, you know, how, how does he miss kind of thing, which obviously must be tough for a young, you know, a, a young lad. Will probably probably comes across that or has made aware of that, isn't he, which is tough. And then there was a couple more games where, you know, he was in the starting lineup, and people were kind of kind of questioning why. You know, people wanted to see Moise Keen. People wanted to see. Richarlison up front and it, it just didn't seem to be working which I think is where you've got to give the most credit to Duncan Ferguson to the backroom staff to you know and, and it's probably not just your obvious names like Carlo and David Ancelotti and people like that there's probably you know the sports psychologists and people like that who've probably worked behind the scenes to to get that confidence back because once he scored those two goals against Chelsea under Dunk it, there was just no looking back he just looked he just looked a different player every time he, he stepped onto the pitch, and you know, I, th- I think when the ban the game was on yesterday, I'd, I'd done a thing where you just momentarily nip out the room or, or I'd nip the toilet, and, and when I heard that that we'd scored, I just knew straight away it was calvert doing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's just the way it's going at the moment, isn't it? So you don't even need to think twice; you just know he's going to put the ball in the back of the net. And as you said, some of the chances he's had this season, when when it goes near him, when it goes near his head when he's kind of got a chance on goal, you're now expecting him to score, whereas, you know, it's remarkable to think 12 months ago, probably if you put him through six yards out, there'd still probably be people in the stadium thinking he could miss this, but he's just so in form, and, you know, you've just got to hope that if he does hit a patch where he's not scored, which every striker in in the history of the game has done, uh, you've just got to hope then that he, he can bounce back from it, which, you know, will then, I think, elevate him into the category of being you know a top top striker who can go through those patches but then bounce back and and score even more goals you know like what we've seen Harry Kane's and and Sergio Aguero's and, and and players like that do so it's really exciting it's so exciting to have a front two of him at Everton at the moment in terms of him and Richarlison you know because they are the the, the kids really aren't they in terms of the footballing age they're they're so young and and they're learning from people like Hanez you know Mason Holgate who, who's also included on this list as a is a very, very young man as well. Luca Dean is still only, what, 25, 26, 27?
1: Yeah, he's 27 now, I think, isn't he? Yeah,
0: Yeah. you know, so into the prime of his career. So if if we can get that consistency out of the whole team and, you know, not just Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin and a few others, then it's exciting times to be an Evertonian. Wouldn't it be great to see an Everton player as the Premier League top scorer at the end of the season as well?
1: And con, just the last one, pal. Uh, is Luca Dean or or Mason Holgate? Are they uh, are they unlucky to have been snubbed by uh, by us through here?
2: I don't think so. No. I don't think they can. Anyone can complain. I think Calvert Lewin's he's been the outstanding performer, and I think Rich You know, like we alluded to, you know, earlier, we don't win without them. There's no bigger. There's no bigger compliment in football is if your team doesn't win without you. So I think them two have they performed well and, they, and they've certainly you know they. They've come on leaps and bounds, I think in terms of making making Hallway's leadership qualities and, and how he's matured. you've he, seen with the captain's armbands and stuff, it's clear he's made his mark. But now I think um I think DCL and with are so far ahead of anything that we've seen in the year twenty twenty for Everton and you know them them two rightly take the top two places.
1: Who's um this is the last one now, actually? Who uh who's gonna have a good twenty twenty one?
0: Jonas Lossel, Fabian Delft.
1: <laughs> Well, that would be great, yeah. (laughs) It's all
0: set up for the lads. Um, Great 2021, in my head, probably says, you know, Dean, when he's back, Richarlison again, Carver-Lewin, hopefully Hammers can be more, you know, well, to be fair, I thought he was excellent yesterday, actually, Hammers, but probably wanting to produce more of the goals and assists that he did in the first four or five games as well. I think if they all perform, and maybe as Connor mentioned before, if Michael Keane keeps on with his consistency, Mm. that gives us that spine. Then that's exciting. Me my heart would probably pick out three names of Jordan Pickford. I think he's returned to form the last few games, but you know, the, the 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 kind of media scrutiny on him and you know the obviously the the Virgil van Dijk incident, which you know just happens in football sometimes. Um as kind of unfortunate as it was, it happens, doesn't it? It's been tough to watch an Everton player go through the kind of the ringer like that, but the last few games he showed how good he is. Um Anthony Gordon, I think, is another one who who I'd love to see have a, a real breakout year. And then the third one's got to be Jean Philippe Jabaman. not know how good would it be to be sitting here next year and saying, "How how good is Jabouin? This is what we've been missing," and and he just fits in seamlessly to that midfield. That I think that would, for me would be a uh, would be great. So if those three lads can have a good twenty twenty one, I'll be a, a happy Evertonian.
1: Con, who's uh, who's going to be uh, who's going to come alive next uh, in the next calendar year for Everton?
2: I I agree. Go agree with Sam. I think Gordon, you know Pickford, Gilbannon, I think they they're the three you hope for a lot as long as as well as Charleston and and uh, Calvert-Lewin continuing their impressive form. But I think Nas and could be the one. I think if he gets his chance and he takes it, I think he could really kick on and 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 really kind of become Everton's left back while in Lucas Dine's absence and then become a proper kind of competition for Lucas Dean. I think it was disappointing that he wasn't on the bench, especially after you know when Fabian Del hamstring. I think. He kind of, I think carl has got to take that one on the chin in terms of mm. maybe he should have been a little bit more brave and, and, and opted for him on the bench. But I think hopefully if he gets his chance in, in the coming weeks and starts the turn of the year, then he'll take it with both hands and really kick on. And he, he'll show real signs of, of the glimpse that we've seen so far this year from.
1: Interesting that neither of you picked Moise Keane, who's still an Everton player.
0: A <laughs> good shout actually. It's a good shout, but maybe,
1: maybe subliminally with fear and he won't return, eh?
0: I think the more that the um, the more goals he scores, like last night, and the more performances he has, look, it's, it's tough, but I'd still edge towards it being a win-win. To be honest, I think if he keeps scoring for PSG and PSG turn around and say Do you want to keep him, then look, we've still got him on a, a pretty long-term contract. One of the richest football clubs, if not the richest football club in the world. Let's hope that we could get close to to doubling our money for a player who there's only scored, you know, a, a couple of Premier League goals. So, but on the other hand, then if if Marcel and if Marcel Brands and Carlo Ancelotti are totally set on keeping him, and he comes back, then he's he's going to be full of confidence, isn't he? Because it does seem to be working out for him at PSG. So, yeah, probably want to keep our eye on close to the time. But I'm I'm not too sure we'll see him in in an Everton shirt again.
1: Okay, let's uh, leave it there. But this pod has obviously been about 2020 and our unanimous vote goes to Dominic Calvert-Lewin as Everton's player of the calendar year. But of course, we want to hear from you. Uh, As I said, details of how to cast your vote in the podcast description. Uh, You have until December the 17th to get your vote in and the winners will be revealed on December the 21st. So I think we're all expecting that Dominic will come out on top, but... Maybe not. Let's see. Thanks very much for listening. This has been the Royal Blue Podcast.
2: You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.